0: Hi, everyone. This is Ronnie with Everything Virtual. Uh, this is the last day of Oculus Connect 6, and I am here sitting amongst uh, three different developers. I'll let them introduce themselves, and then we're going to get into a discussion of just what we've thought of the show so far, and uh, I'll try to hit on some some main topics to try to get the discussion going. So I guess if, if you guys could introduce yourselves, uh, just go around the, around the
1: couch. Yeah, so uh, this is Thomas Gwynn, have uh, been on the p- uh, show a few times, a uh, developer of Containment Initiative,
2: uh, Richard Easty's from Richie's Pike Experience, big fan of your show, thanks for having me on. <laughs> thanks. Hi, uh, Brian
3: Feder
0: from Still Create Games, We may keep talking and nobody explodes. Awesome, and yeah, welcome to the show, you're, you're, you're the one out of out of the three here that ha- hasn't been on yet, so I appreciate you taking the time to, to join us today. Yeah, no problem. All right, so yeah, the first thing I kind of wanted to talk about is I just wanted to get your your feelings about the show in general, and of you know how has Oculus Connect Six been for you, and uh, and what are some things that you have uh, you know been been excited to learn about here?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I can start. Uh, uh, so like Ronnie, I'm the uh, first time uh, uh, coming to, to OC Six, and so it's been a pretty amazing experience so far, and. Um, you know, getting to chat with these guys and meet all the different developers is has uh, been really exciting. Um, especially for you know doing this for three years, kind of behind the scenes, coming out and actually getting to meet people is uh, is, is definitely awesome. Um, and it definitely—it's—it's it's pretty amazing to see how much investment they're they're really kicking into the, the quest portion of this now. Um, and it seems like like you just like you were saying, Ronnie. I think uh, Valve may have trouble keeping up if they
2: keep at this rate. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Uh- it's been pretty impressive so far. The 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 link cable is like for developers, it's huge. Like all the developer friends, like we've all been talking about it. Developing for the Quest is difficult, but this link cable, we'll be able to iterate a lot faster. I love it.
3: Yeah. Um, so I mean. I always sort of underestimate just how, like, important conferences and getting together with people can be just for the motivation and the excitement of doing things. So, you know, I came here, and it was like a three-flight trip from, uh, from Ottawa, and I was just dead when I came in, but uh, I was a little bit down, and then when I went to the keynote and when I started talking to people and getting together with people again, uh, and just seeing the enthusiasm around, it's really contagious, and, yeah, I kind of just want to go back and build things again, <laughs> and, you know, that's... That's definitely you know what I was hoping to get from coming here, and uh, you know it's been it's been a great uh, it's been a great enthusiasm so far. Um, yeah, I'm, I was actually one of the things I was most impressed about was uh, was Abrash's talk. Um, I I've heard him talk about that vision of uh, of the sort of like connected uh, sort of social teleportation workspace sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's actually, it actually feels like it's coming together in a way that's, you know, that is less than just some sort of a pipe dream and it's it's sort of like taking form. And even in some cases, like, you can almost feel like we're almost there. And like, anyway, despite the fact that he still projects this big timeline to like where you have that, you know, where it's exactly his vision, uh, you know, it's it definitely shows that they, they have an idea of, of a place that, you know, places that they want to go with this. Yeah. And, you know, it's driving the technology in interesting ways
0: yeah and i thought on that front it's really interesting just to see a lot of the experiments that they're doing internally i mean it, it yeah it's going to take a while for that stuff to get uh consumer ready but they're kind of making a lot of strides in a lot of interesting ways that i wouldn't have imagined would be as as promising as as it appears when they're showing it like like a lot of the uh the uh, what what was the phrase that he kept using it i mean, they're really nice-looking avatars, but I, I think he he was using like a specific like like a avatar codec or, or some some language there that like like it's it's like a 3D it's 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 picking your body up and your expressions in a three-dimensional fashion, but it kind of looks like video even though it's not as well. It's like super cool-looking. Yeah,
3: yeah, it looks. I, I don't remember exactly what the name was because I don't think it was ever listed on the screen. I think it was like codec avatar something? or something yeah. like that, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% sure what it means. Whether it was uh, like, whether it's like a scan that just has like a lot of like, uh, you know, to build. Yeah, because it almost looked like fabric was moving around and like mm-hmm. things were doing things were doing things that uh, generally you wouldn't get just from a simple mesh scan. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that you know, just seeing like the um, like the you know, we, we've seen a couple demos before of this sort of AI-driven facial pose capture from. Uh, from both like cameras that you know can't really see your face, but like just see parts of your face, and also you know capturing your voice and getting those intonations. But like they were looking quite a bit better, and just you know you kind of like think about the current state of the art as being these sort of non-human avatar kind of things, not anywhere near the uncanny valley. To the point where it's almost like the you know you can see a future where even though you're still wearing that headset, like conversations with people and understanding their facial, like their body and facial cues. Will be will be feasible which it's not right now and that's like one of the big sort of gaps like when you're talking like social vr and and the difference that still comes through when you're talking to people in person
0: yeah one of the things that kind of blew my mind and i didn't know if you guys want to share your thoughts on it um, related to that was just like the live napping that they showed mm-hmm. of just it, i mean they kind of just revealed glimpses of what their intentions are behind that stuff but it looked pretty the, I, if this is what they were intending that you could potentially use all of this data coming in from the quest and from you know other headsets out there that are able to see the world around you uh, to actually get in like a like almost like a google maps level of yeah. of of understanding of the world from from inside buildings like i could see where like long term in the future having all of that kind of data accessible to ar apps especially in mixed reality would be hugely Important, also a little scary, but, but hugely helpful, I think, too. Like, I don't know if,
2: what, what were your thoughts on, on some of that stuff? Yeah, they, they said it'll be updated in real time, but how often is someone going to go into a room and scan it with their phone? So you're right when you said it's long term in the future, because long term in the future, we'll probably have AR glasses, that's inevitable, and those AR glasses will be permanently probably cameras on, so they can also be permanently scanning and updating, so I'm not that interested in this until then, and I may not be alive, but who knows? Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting, but not for a while.
3: I mean, I, I would say though that like one thing about the current like state of where they're going with tracking is they are using camera-based tracking. And currently my understanding is like all the cameras are still just, uh, they don't have RGB. So you're just getting like grayscale out, which means you know the kind of things they were showing in those demos where everything's textured, unless they're doing some kind of crazy AI colorization technique, which I guess exists. But unless they're doing that, I, I think you know they're still, you're probably looking at another generation. But even before, like, one more generation with some RGB cameras on the on the like the tracking cameras, and maybe like some specialized like uh, you know logic to be able to, to pass this stuff into like a you know some kind of AI engine on a chip. Uh, you, I could start seeing it being done in like quest two or three or something like that. Right. You know, it doesn't necessarily rely on you know we are currently using like we are using cameras to be able to to like understand the world around us, and this would you know basically be able to start capturing this stuff in real time. I mean they already have to have some spatial understanding and, and you know in the future for VR you're going to need you know as I was talking about like understanding of objects like you know you can bring keyboard and bring bring objects around you so that yeah it's it's understood in the environment. And you're definitely going to need that for, for augmented reality. So yeah I mean I do see this like all kind of like you know coalescing into one one sort of uh, one sort of thing that's going to that's going to show up in probably not too long in the future but yeah I obviously not you know, we're not going to see this, like, tomorrow. We're not going to see this on the Quest 1. I don't know when it'll show up, but I actually th- I'm actually, i actually a little bit optimistic that it'll be a bit earlier. I tried the, the demo of, uh, of the shared space room thing that they did. Uh, you know, it does look a little bit like regular photogrammetry stuff I've seen, like uh, captures of rooms, but um, it was definitely uh, it was definitely pretty impressive. Like, it looked nice. Yeah. I hope you tried it. but you know, I didn't get uh, a chance to try yeah, it either. Yet. Like, uh, one thing that they talked about in the, dip, in the keynote that... I hadn't really considered too much was like the the fact that they sort of de-light the entire environment hmm. so then they can apply their own lighting later, which, yeah. you know, was actually super cool because like when you're in that environment and you turn on their like fake TV, like shadows and, and sort of like the light kind of filtered around the room and you see this in like things like big screen where now, you know, you have like light, ble- like light from the screen illuminating things and it does actually feel like, you know, you feel a lot more like you're in that environment than if, you know, you have the static light where it's like baked in and Um, yeah I mean it's uh, you know you can do a lot more with these environments I'm but the thing I'm like I'd have to say about this is like I'm super excited for when I don't have to go to like uh, do a hundred house visits for real estate Uh, I can just like you know go online check out all these like these you know captured spaces and disqualify them before I have to even go like check them out and you know just go to the ones that are actually interesting. because real estate photos are awful
1: yeah, I was going to say, that, that actually, uh, the photogrammetry is what it reminded me the most of. And I'm kind of interested to see, like, how much massaging were they doing there and how much of that was automated and how far along are they. But yeah. I mean, either way, it's still extremely impressive.
0: Because they wanted to make it sound like you would just be able to scan your own room. And obviously, like, yeah, and that, that stuff will be, I, I'm curious if they would bring that stuff, if they would at some point try to bring that to certain types of businesses. Like you were saying, like, I think for, like, if you're if you're in real estate, this kind of technology would be super helpful right now to have to yeah. be able to easily scan a room and not have to hire like a huge company to come out and like I mean that's not it's not feasible to probably scan all kinds of properties re- given like like right now with you know yeah. with with that type of technology. I, I will say
3: like you know I've tried like Matterport's thing where you know they have like real estate scans and you know it is actually really cool when they do it, it but. It's not ubiquitous because it still requires like yeah. specialized equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like once you get to the point where you can just like wave your camera around like in a scene and it basically can just generate these maps, which I've seen some really cool photogrammetry that almost like starting to do that. Yeah. You know that's where like everyone in their homes could just you know walk around their home, generate one of these things, and it'd just be done, and that'd be great.
0: No, that's awesome. Um, as far as uh, some of the other stuff that was shown, uh, obviously they showed hand tracking, which. I personally thought it was really cool. I got a chance to check it out yesterday. And you guys haven't. Not not everyone here has. Um, uh, I, I was curious as to what your thoughts are on like kind of control methods in general that are, that are cur- currently available. Um, assuming that that stuff kind of works since you guys haven't tried it, uh, what are your thoughts on kind of, you know, like, I guess, haptic-less uh, hand tracking versus, uh, like, you know, the Oculus controllers, which are more abstracted, versus something like the Index, where they're trying to uh, add some sort of finger, can, you know, support and and more more intuitive, but you know, perhaps a little bit, you know, more, uh, you know, strange, like newer and, and kind of weirder
2: ways of bringing in your hands. I only have one thought on that at the moment, and that is, I think some apps hand tracking will be better suited. But for now, my instinct is a majority of apps will still be better with the uh, yes. regular controllers, and that's that's my fear too. Is like especially with mine,
1: is like I'm just trying to go through use cases in my head. Of unless I think you you mentioned it yesterday, unless you've got maybe one motion that you're doing that you yeah. can build an entire game around, it just seems mm-hmm. kind of like I don't know. I could see it being a disaster, and like I know from my experience with the Index, as much as I love the controllers, they're amazing. We haven't really seen anything out there yet that's like truly utilizing those. Like an example is Blade and Sorcery. I still go back to the Vive once just because of it's simple. If you need to do quick motion, um, it's, it's it seems better to me than having something that may or may not work and may not read your fingers correctly.
3: So I'll say that there are sort of two cases that I can see this being really exciting for. Most games I don't think it'll be worked out, like it will work extremely well just because, you know, it's really hard to like actually accurately capture these things, get gestures out of them and, you know, make sure that, like, they, you know, like, complex interactions are going to be respected. That's still pretty far away, and haptics would probably be really useful in order to be able to, like, actually make that work. Uh, The two scenarios, though, where I can see this being really valuable are uh, one is sort of the big screen example where, you know, if if you're doing, like, a passive media consumption thing uh, and you're just throwing on your quest and you want to sit back in your couch and watch, like, a movie with some other people. Just pushing buttons. Just (laughs) being able to push the interface buttons. Like, any kind of thing where there's just, like, an interface you can give people, that one, I think it'll actually be quite a bit nicer because, yeah, mm-hmm. you still have your hand presence. You'll still feel like the you know, the immersion that you get from being able to like see, you know, your hands in the space. You don't feel just sort of a disembodied head, but you and you'll be able to get the social aspects of being able to like make and it'll actually be kind of nicer for social aspects. But it'll also mean that you don't have to like try to dig up your controllers once uh, mm-hmm. once you're like in the middle of a movie, and you can grab your drink and have a drink while you're while you're watching things. I think the other one is actually. You know, it's a sort of digital board game scenario, where you know if you could actually like limit the net na- the amount of stuff to like just picking up a piece and moving it, yeah. you'd probably Boot like pitch. narrow that down. But also, it would mean that like you could have you know it would be it would be kind of nice to be able to to you know have that uh, you know you can still grab your drink, you can still you know actually make like pretty realistic movements. You're not really thinking about the controls too much, and yeah, so like very very simple things that you can kind of like like bring down, and also. Uh, where you know where you can simplify the the interaction mechanism for people that may not be, you know, that may not really understand controllers that well. I think that'll benefit. But everything else, I still think like controllers are worth. Yeah. Out.
0: So maybe like in in situations where less less dexterity is is involved, but a lot of social type
1: experiences would really benefit. Yeah. And. Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, no, you make a good point as you're removing another layer of abstraction. And I think for a lot of everyday users, that's probably going to be really important to, like you said, not have to dig around. It's going to feel more natural. Yeah. And, um, as much of that as you can remove as many barriers as you can bring down, I think for the audience that they're going to be targeting is probably going to be really important. And going I, forward.
0: I actually asked them yesterday um, if, they had, if, it, if it was possible to be able to track one hand and track one controller at the same time. And they were kind of, like, it, soo- it sounded like I kind of hit a nerve a little bit in terms of, like, that's definitely something that they've heard a lot of, of questions about, and they're definitely not ready to announce anything at this time. And so, because I could see where it would be helpful to have controls to, tangi- like, have haptics and, and more direct feedback in one hand, but then be able to gesture with another. Like, I could just think of a lot of examples where it would be useful to have both, but I'd yeah, love to so my tilt brush with hand tracking. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, um, it up with your finger. So, so on on the on that front though, on the hand tracking stuff, because I agree, like I can see Facebook really moving to try to potentially, like right now, they're not talking directly about how system wide implementation of hand tracking is going to be. Yeah. Um, but I kind of I I see that as being a big thing for them, given how much they're focused on keeping users in vr and, and using vr not only for games but for so many different types of social interactions and also media consumption uh they showed a lot of that stuff yesterday and and it would be very intuitive just to use your hands um in, in terms of oculus kind of doubling down on their on their platform ecosystem uh i was personally pretty impressed like i, I don't know how uh, how successful apps like Horizon will be if they're just apps and not something that's like kind of more integrated into the platform. Well, I, I'll have to see more about that. I, I just don't know. Um, but in general, I was very, very impressed with just the scope at which they seem to be uh, trying to make Oculus, the platform, the best place to enjoy VR. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? And, 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 and really, like, my... As I was watching this, I was kind of thinking, man, like, I don't see anyone else in this space that's really doing this with as much money or attention to, you know, attention to getting this right as Oculus. I mean, we have, you know, some hit or miss things, mostly misses, in my opinion, coming from kind of the, the, the HTC Vive kind of uh, spot in terms of trying to create some kind of a, 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 a VR space to just be in. Um, you have th- that. You have like places like Rec Room and other types of uh, apps right now by 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 developers that kind of serve some of that social function, um, but and then you have Oculus, which at this point I think most of the stuff that they've had has been good, but it hasn't been as fully featured, and it's and it's looking like it's going to become more more like that. So, uh, how could this potentially, I guess, impact? Uh, you know the openness of VR and and what are your thoughts going forward in terms of
2: what, what that could look like? I could have a go at this one. <clears throat> so Oculus, I've spent billions on the VR industry. And personally, I'm very grateful. Uh, it's been great. Probably the best thing that's happened to VR. It's been the biggest boost in VR since the Vive. Like I think the Vive was ahead of its time. Now I think the Quest is ahead of its time. For me right now, it's the one headset to rule them all. It's the best of both worlds. However, they've spent billions. They've sold 100 million in content. They're probably making a loss on the headsets, which means they've made their commission on 100 million. So they've made, what, 30 million dollars out of a few billion dollars investment. That doesn't look great. However, we are at the dawn of a new age of computer human interaction and VR will be around for eternity and we're at day one and TVs will be obsolete, phones will inevitably obsolete, but VR will be around forever like it doesn't go obsolete it just gets better and better and to the point where we have like a chip or something outside of our lifetime and people will one day look back and go, holy crap Facebook bought this industry for only a few billion dollars that's my belief it might be many years until they get a return but they believe in the future like what I I think I believe as well and Right now, the others have a lot of catching up to do. They need to spend a lot more money, and I don't know who has the bait balance to do that. Nobody. So, and the and the belief. Yeah.
3: So I mean, I think it, I think it actually kind of mirrors a little bit to the, uh, the sort of iPhone days, where you know you had one device that kind of stood out as a, you know, there are other devices that kind of did similar things, but like there wasn't really something that like made the made it as. Uh, you know that that created like an app ecosystem that uh, that could actually like, like give you all kinds of functionality that really concentrated an experience. Uh, that you know had like a really high-end multi-touch display, and for a while Apple was the only real like contender in the smartphone industry. Uh, and they dumped a lot of money in order to get to that position. Like they, you know, the iPhone project was not a cheap project, uh, and there was no guarantee that like smartphones would actually catch on. Like, sure, now looking back, it's it's obvious, but. You know, it wasn't—it wasn't a guarantee that everyone was going to have a smartphone. I know that there was even a lot, a lot of derision at the time of like people who had a smartphone, like the iPhone 3G days. But you know, just because they ended up with that dominant position because they were early, also meant that like when when other people started to see that the market was actually there, once they made the market, uh, you ended up with you know Google and a bunch of other like manufacturers pumping a lot of money to catch up. And they did, like you know. And in some ways, they advanced. And so, although Oculus is spending a lot of money right now in a market that, like, still needs to be grown to, like, and shown its viability, and you know, it's not going to happen until you know. I'm I'm really grateful that they're putting in that money and building this industry, you know, probably ahead of its time because otherwise, you know, if we were waiting just for this all to happen organically. You know that's a that's a lot longer down the tech path than you know when people can actually like see the future and start investing in the future. Uh, but you know at some point once this does become mass market, there will be other people that will put money on this. Like no one's going to you know I don't think that there's ever going to be a situation where you know people are going to see this giant market and just let one one person have it. Uh, they you know they'll have an advantage just like Apple's an advantage and Apple you know continued to be a dominant player. But you know once once people started you know once people, the market was established. People did start coming in, and it did start, you know, becoming, you know, there were viable competitors, and that was good for the whole ecosystem on mobile. And I think that's, you know, having competition is going to be good for the whole ecosystem on Facebook, like, on uh, on VR, because you know Facebook has their own like objectives and they have their own um, they have their own priorities. Like when this happens, and they have their own vision for what they want, and like their priority might be Michael Abrash's you know, um, you know, like co working thing. Like that might be the thing they have in their head. And there could be other people with like completely different ideas on what, what like VR, you know, what a good place to get to is. And, you know, they'll they'll be inspired by each other and, you know, eventually, you know, in the future there may be a bunch of you know, a bunch of competitors that all have pretty similar looking devices like we have in the cell phone industry now.
1: Hmm. No, that's really to your point about the uh, the Horizons, it, it seems to me like, I, I think what stuck out to me the most is the, the video of the girl grabbing the headset and leaving the controllers there. And so I was thinking about a talk that I watched Carmack give, like back when they first released the Samsung Gear, and he talked about how while it was a novel experience, uh, it wasn't sticky. People weren't returning to it. And they saw that change with the Go because they had eliminated, you know, you don't have to jam your phone in there and go through all this, and now this is like another step down the line. And I think Horizons definitely tends to feed into that stream. Strategy where you know you're the the you know purveyor of all this content and you've got so few barriers that people can just throw on that headset and uh, it seems like they're potentially going to control the marketplace with this massive investment that they've made for a long time to come I think
0: yeah they kept saying uh, yesterday I mean early I, I think it was Mark Zuckerberg that said that. One of the thing, I guess, the metrics have shown that people have been in VR more and more regularly with the Quest yeah. compared to previously, which was a really
2: been,
0: yeah. yeah nice nice thing to hear. Um, uh, it seems like they're really doubling down right now on the Quest. Uh, they they see that as I think a big opportunity for them. Uh, they're obviously still uh, you know st- they still like the Rift S uh, from the people I talk to. They're like, no, the Rift S is awesome, but. Uh, it seems like the Quest is really going to be their, their big push. Um, how has the, the, the Quest marketplace for you guys been so far? Um, I know two of you here have games that uh, were released on the PC side and, and all, on all PC platforms and then now on the Quest. Like how, how big of a change have you guys uh, you know, seen on, using, you know, using and selling your game on the Quest?
3: Uh, I mean, compared to like the PC-based like uh, the Oculus marketplace, like the Quest definitely like outperformed any of the launches we saw on there. Uh, like, yeah, I mean the Rift and the um, and the Go and things like that. They they had. We had, we, had, we experienced some reasonable success on those platforms. I've been really impressed by like you know by just seeing the the uptake on the Quest. Uh, but I, I mean it was sort of what I had expected given that like the Quest was kind of the device I'd been waiting for in terms of like a device I could recommend to people. And you know I've already probably convinced well not even try I don't even try to convince people to buy one. But you know I've had like five people that I've shown it to buy buy a Quest like the next day. So you know it does it is a very compelling offering and I'm not actually that surprised as a result that you know we're seeing much better numbers than we were on, than on go and on on rift when we released um, but uh, yeah I mean this is this is actually kind of the ideal platform for our game like mobile VR uh, you know you take it to a party you can play it with people like no setup um, and you still get the full experience that so, you know that the go kind of doesn't have which you know that was like a three off thing it's it's not, it doesn't feel entirely as you know. It definitely doesn't feel anywhere near as good as the quest. So, you know, like, as far as like VR platforms for our game, this was this was definitely like the ideal one for us. So I'm you know I'm glad to see that like I'm not crazy. Like my expectations weren't crazy, and that this this did well. Um, you know, it's still it's still not a giant platform in like terms of you know all platforms out there. But you know, for for like a VR pla- like most people have never even heard of VR. Still, like you know, we are in a little bubble where we we think everyone's tried something in the past. But, I mean, still, like, 95% of the people you've met have never have never tried it, and probably a lot of those have never even heard of it.
0: I, I, yeah, on that front, I, I show people, like, I can show people any of my headsets, and there's still people, like, I have, I've had these things laying around for, like, you know, several years now. I'll just pull out whatever I happen to have on hand, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this exists now. Uh. And it's like, I mean, you still run into people like that. So, yeah. Like, like, yeah, i, I like... Uh, I want to hear how Richie's plank experience has been for you guys on the quest, but I, but I also wanted to kind of hear from 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 all of you, I guess on 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 what you think needs to be done in order to kind of take the like to really take advantage of the quest uh, in the holiday season and 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 hopefully you know like w- what needs to happen I think in order to get more people uh, you know excited about it. I, I want to hear about that, but after
2: after I. Sure, Um, so uh, Richie's plank was initially rejected on the quest, uh, which I was like so upset, Uh, but we devised a plan, executed it, improved it intently and intensely. Could you share some of that, like what what you guys needed to do? Yeah, we redid the lighting, redid uh, textures, added more detail everywhere, added a hero academy where you can fly around and do hero missions. Um, and uh, went to GDC to meet with Oculus staff in person um, always friendly, never complaining and yeah we, a few weeks later we got a call up and they said how soon can you guys get ready and we're like oh my god yes and so it, it worked so it's, it was perfect for the Quest because it's such a big play space they can have a really long paper wood and Yes, it's it's a good match. So, the launch week of the Quest did more sales than two years on the Rift. It was really exciting, Um, and right now it's outselling all the others combined on the Quest. So, for us, like, the Quest is a hockey stick kind of increase. Um, that Mark Zuckerberg was talking about yesterday. We're seeing that kind of effect as well. And you asked, what do you think needs to happen? Yeah, to get it bigger. So it's doing well, but like, uh, I think it could be bigger. I think the Quest could do it. Like my auntie bought one. Like I think it's starting to go mainstream. To be honest, uh, I can't wait to see Christmas because I'd be surprised if the Quest isn't like. On people's wish lists. And...
3: So, I mean, I think part of it's just they're gonna have to make sure they can produce enough of them to like yeah. meet up meet demand. Because they were saying they're selling all the ones they're producing, which means then they're not producing enough of them to meet the actual demand that's out there. Yeah. And so if like they can't, if they are not amping up production around the Christmas season, or maybe they maybe when they they talk about this, they do they are building up a reserve or something. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's gonna be the main thing. I I honestly don't know if there's like a lot of like incentives, like a lot of things you can do to like better market it. You know, they do actually do quite a bit of like they've been doing a lot of ads and they've been doing a lot of the sort of traditional marketing beats that you would generally get with uh, with any consumer product. The challenge with the quest is that it's it's a very different thing for people, and most people haven't tried it. And I think you know, expecting that you can just do like one big marketing push and get it out there. It's it's difficult, more difficult than a lot of other products, and I think a lot of it just comes down to the more you can get in people's hands right now, the more they can show it to people, and also the more you can do to like encourage people to show it to people by having content and like and you know things that are going to excite people about it. Uh, also promoting content on like different platforms, like you know showing people like you know when people see the experience that it's going to be played like Beat Saber on like a TV show or something like that, uh, you know, or like on advertisements or like some late show thing people kind of get the idea, and then when someone brings it up, like, you know, when they're like, oh, I have a quest, people aren't like, oh, what's that? They're like, oh, I've heard there's like a cool game on there. So, you know, trying to encourage people to, you know, to want to try this thing, um, you know, and also encourage people, I don't think you need a lot of encouragement to, like, get people to want to bring it around. This is a perfect platform for that 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 we've never had before, because bringing a Rift or a Vive or anything else before was a huge pain in the ass. And, you know, you didn't you didn't want to do it. The quest, it's it's nothing. Like, you bring it out, you use it for, like, 10 minutes or 20 minutes. Like, you use it for as long as people want to try it, and then you pack it up, and it's not really a hassle. So I do think it's just, it is actually going to be a little bit dependent on just the speed that they get them into people's hands, make sure they can get into as many hands as, as are willing to take, as, you know, are looking to buy one right now, and that'll extend the range of people that become interested, you know, exponentially. Um, and so that, that's what they need to do to make sure that... Uh, that like they have enough people that are interested in it for Christmas, but also they need to make sure they have the units that will actually sell. Because you know, I know a lot of products may like to like you know have those shortages of Christmas because it amps up the brand. I don't think that benefits Oculus right now. They 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 would want it to be in as many hands as possible because that's more people trying VR, more people getting excited about it, and you know it, you need that. You, it's a it's a product you have to try, unlike a lot
1: of other things. Yeah, I agree. So. Yeah, and um, there's, like you said, there's just, there's no barrier to entry. I think from the marketing perspective, it's extremely easy to communicate what it is and what it does, and just a few frames of footage. I mean, there's no wires. I mean, when you look at, like, something like the Rift, you've got to have the PC. I've had friends come over, they try the game, and they want to look into VR, but it's like, then you have to explain, like, you know, you've got to have a thousand dollar investment for the PC, and it's just, it's too much. Even if someone's ready for VR, they might not be ready to go
2: down the route of owning their own PC. So, So, to
1: me, it doesn't seem like they have to do a whole lot at this
2: point. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'll just be quick, the Quest to me is the first headset that has the quality content, the quality hardware, like 6 off and portable. And so to me, it's also the first headset that has a really strong viral loop, mm-hmm. because previously you would only ever get to try good VR if you visited someone's yes. house that happened to have the high-end VR, because rarely would they... Bother taking it, packing it up and unpacking it all again. But now with the Quest, instead of just going to someone's house to try it, that Quest is going to like more and more parties mm-hmm. and inevitably everyone will get to try it. And that strong loop, all this has to do is to do activities that get more people at anywhere in that loop. And it will accelerate it just a little bit more. But for me, it will just grow organically now with that strong viral loop.
0: All right. Well, with that, uh, thank you, gentlemen, for coming in and speaking with me today. I, uh, one thing, like you said, the enthusiasm at Oculus Connect is super contagious. I think everybody leaves here kind of energized and, and ready to create, like you said. So I look forward to seeing stuff from all of you guys in the future. And with that, uh, let's end this podcast. Thank you. Thank you.